The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. The NCAA tournament, Big Ten tournament going on at the United Center right now. College basketball season is here. Yeah, and we've got, for Waddle, been here for a while. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of NFL chatter going on. Maybe uh, a cl- we're getting closer to an Aaron Rodgers deal uh, with the Jets. So we're monitoring that. And, of course, NFL free agency will start late into the weekend. And we'll start hearing about some agreements on Monday when that legal, quote, tampering period starts, the negotiating will start, and then the league year will begin on Wednesday. So a lot of uh, stuff happening uh, going on. We've got the 25th year anniversary party coming up. By the way, Danny Zetterman told me, you've done it, you've sold it out, and uh, it, the House of Blues gave us an allotment of tickets. All of those have been sold out. Danny went to Maggie in uh Marketing, and we were able to secure a few more tickets to give away, and we were able to get some more tickets to sell as well. Wow! So even though that it was quote sold out, we were able to secure some more tickets. If you didn't get any and you still wanted to go and you were dragging your feet, you can still buy tickets at LiveNation.com and then search ESPN Chicago. I would hurry though. Yeah, yeah, her absolutely. And then at five thirty today, we've got I think a, an easier trivia question uh, for the giveaway today. A pair of tickets to give away for the big anniversary party. A spring trading going on. It, it spurred a lot on Tuesday because that's where I think the latest rift between Cap and me has started. I want to say for a good six to eight months. Cap and I, good have, spot. It, it's been like as as good of a calm as we've been in. Where good we place. we haven't argued about sports, and it never really gets bad off the air. I don't think. But when have we, you crossed the Rubicon now, as they say, are you into a bad off the air situation? Well, like again, like it gets. I don't ever think it gets personal for me. Do I need to look in the mirror better on that? You tell me. Um, give me I'm some examples of what uh, what you guys have beefed about. Well, I mean, uh, the the latest thing started about the St. Elmo's dinner, mm. and like I, again, this was all I thought good innocent ball busting. It was a topic on their show about him taking his his iPad to the dinner. About bulls and raptors. We had a little fun with it. We actually think we played a little who's the douche. Yeah, and it, it was a topic on their show. Yeah. And they took callers. So I was participating as a listener of their show. I love their show. I listen every morning, 7 to 10, each and every day. And I was uh, getting in on the topic, and I texted Cap and Shay. I texted the wrong Shay. That was a side topic on that whole thing. But I, I texted Cap and I said I thought it was a D-bag move to bring uh, the – but I thought I was just having 
good ball busting fun within the topic. Thought you were in the trust tree. Yeah, like this is that was all. That's how it was being discussed. Is this a douche move or not a douche move? So I used the lingo, saying I. I think it's a d bag move. You do your thing, but you're going out to dinner with friends. I didn't think you should bring a, an iPad. Whatever. I really could couldn't care less. But and then so then I goofed around saying uh, on the recap, we're all sitting at home. Refresh, 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 refresh. I can't wait for the recap. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Oh, recap still not here. Refresh, refresh, refresh. There it is. Thank God. It's it's goofing. I'm joking. It's I'm screwing around with a friend. Like we all ball bust. Like Yurko ball bust on me. Like Carmen ball bust on you. Like you ball bust on Cap. Like hoodie ball bust on me with my, ball with, with with my voice. I mean, how many times you ever hear me get mad about on hoodie making fun of my voice? I don't think so. Doing impressions. Do you like on and on and on? It's one big goofing going on at this radio station over and over and over. So, like, I could play you some highlights. This is the highlight. Where do I have it here, Tyler? This is, is this the summary in the upper right-hand corner? Yeah, that's it. All right, here it is. So, uh, here is, I think, Yeah, this one starts with uh, Cap. It's a little bit of Cap, and, and then it's your response to Cap from yesterday. We're over 11 million impressions. All right, so again, this was, I'm just simply goofing on the recap. He's got a YouTube page, and he does this recap. Have at it. Good for him. Good for him that he does the recap. It's fine. Like, good for him. Make all the money you want. Fantastic. I hope he's got a million subscribers. I was goofing around about him having to watch a Bulls game while he's out to dinner, and he couldn't understand that it's simply goofing around like we all goof around, like a bunch of friends goof around in in a friendship. But and then now all of a sudden he takes it like I'm diminishing his quote business. We're over 11 million impressions in 10 months. We're over 72,000 subscribers. Take that. Asshead doesn't have any idea what he's talking Ass about. He, no name. He so never name being calls. personal now. People wonder, why do I go after Cap? People say, say he lives rent-free in my head. Not true. Uh, I, I just call it stupid. Number two, you'll never hear me name-call Cap. This guy goes on his show all the time and says, I don't name-call anybody. Like someone went, last week they had a topic where someone on that show called someone a bum. And he said, oh, we don't do that on this show. You heard him call me what? How many different names in that in that clip? Jackass, jackass, ass hat, ass hat. I heard that one. Small handed, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, like two. So two name calls in there: ass hat and jackass. Uh, number three, he. I'm not ripping his business. It's good for him. The, the The recap is fine. I was simply taking their topic on their show, which I'm a P one of. And it was a topic on their show. Their producer was saying, don't bring the tablet. And I was just weighing in on their topic. Like, I mean, come on, you take yourself too serious. And you wonder why, like, we have these moments. And he wonders why I come firing back at him. (laughs) Or why there are moments where I start getting a little hotter. You'll never hear me call him an asshat. What would you call him if you were going to call him a name? I don't call him names. If you were, I call out him? his stupid opinions. 
you hear him firing that the Bulls won't uh, or should fire uh, the general manager and their vice president. You'll never hear him go after Jerry or Michael, the true problem, because he's too busy kissing their ass. So they played that for Cap today. By the way, this was my How did fa- that go over? That, and I'll play you that. And that's where we'll get caught up. And I just had to give you some background. My favorite part about what wasn't included in that clip was um, when Cap was talking about all the likes and all the subscribers. You know, because that's what it, life's about is all the um, Instagram likes and all the um, uh, Facebook impressions. Li- impressions and all that stuff. That's, that's what, what's important. This was my favorite part. I think this part was left out. I'm going to make sure my staff that works for me, they're going to block him. Oh, you're blocked. He's got a staff, too. I'm going to make sure my staff that works for me, they're going to block him. He's got his staff blocking me. Like bouncers at the front of the bar. Unless you have a burner. I'm not allowed now. Unless you have a burner. They can't block you if you have a burner. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Refresh, refresh, refresh. You just got to have a burner. I watched that Bulls-Nuggets game, and I stayed up. Until that recap dropped. It's it's a goof. It's a joke. It's have at it. Recap the hell out of that game. Make your money. Do your thing. Tuesday. America. Capitalism. Do it, Cap. Has this Tuesday lineup been uh, drawn yet? I want to do a show. That's my point. I want to do a show and let's work. Like everyone said last year, and I agreed. It was hyped. It was overhyped. And all we did was kiss each other's ass for three hours last yeah, week. What's wrong with last that? Year, it's so fine. Friendly gathering. And everyone thought, okay, there's going to be some fireworks about why we don't see eye to eye. And this is why I've always wanted to do a podcast. When we have an issue, let's turn, the, uh, let's turn on the podcast and let's do a podcast now. But when he, he gets mad at me, he goes into a sensitive cocoon. And he goes into the fetal position, and now all of a sudden, he doesn't want to do anything. So you're he, saying he, he doesn't want to work with you on Tuesday? Well, and here's his response. You tell me, does this sound like a guy who wants to work with me on Tuesday? So he heard my response on yesterday's show, and this was his response today. I have zero interest in duking it out. I'm going to do a sports show. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be prepared like I always am. And I'm going to do my show. Uh, I don't know Michael Reinsdorf. I don't work for Michael Reinsdorf. Don't know him. Jerry's always been very good to me. I haven't spoken to the man in a long, long time. So I'm not the one out there begging for tickets to games. Take that. Come on now. Kiss ass of the Reinsdorf? Come on now. Sylvie, I, I'll, if, we, if we get paired together, I have no problem doing a show with him if it's an intelligent sports show. If he just wants to yell and scream and make allegations and all have at it. I won't be there. No interest. People tune in to listen to fun, sports talk, and whatever. That's why I love working with you. So, zero interest. It's 12 to 6 and screaming. No. No interest. He and I are different people, and that's fine. Yes. He's got a good career. He's got a good show. I have zero interest in sparring with him. We're not the same people. That's okay. Period. Does that sound like a guy who wants to do a show with me on Tuesday? No, but I still have an interest. But if the cards come up, 
Cap and and, I, and Sylvie, I think the show must go on. I think it. Sh- I, I would like it to be fixed, and I would do it at any time, seven to ten, two to six, ten to noon. I mean, why not? This is what we do. Look, anyone who listens to this radio station understands that Cap, who has had a long, great, successful career at this radio station, down the dial on television, and now with the recap, understands that you can describe him as bombastic, as boisterous, and maybe even sometimes as a blowhard. His catchphrase is, take that for goodness sake. He's talking about yelling. When he makes a point, he yells at people and he says, take that. He shouts and he yells and oftentimes he calls people's names. Whether it's callers, whether it's me calling me an asshat and calling me a jackass. He would call many people jackasses. He had a topic often on this show where he would say, you can never say a professional sports player sucks. And then they start every around the NFL with Nick Foles sucks. He's a walking hypocrite. So are you guys going to work 7 to 10 or 2 to 6? Anytime he wants. And I simply call out the hypocritical behavior. He is loud and he is opinionated. But when, when you act that way, which is great, he has made a good living at being loud and opinionated and calling people names. But when somebody then battles back... He crawls into the fetal position. You can't do that. And I'll give you I'll give you examples of that. He had a rant on this very radio station that we all know about Mitch Trubisky that he issued on this radio station. And after it was played on this radio station, he went to management and he said, "You know what? That rant that I did on this radio station is banned." Nobody else can play it. What? You went on this radio station and you yelled at people and you ranted yourself and now you're telling producers you can't play that rant? And when we played it on this show, you then got mad at us? You said that on a 50,000-watt radio station and then you cried when other people played it. I'll give you an example. When he says to Jonathan Hood that, oh, we just have fun 7 to 10, B-F-N-S. Just a month ago, he didn't like a joke that Hoodie made, and he took his headphones, and he whipped them down, and he walked out of the studio. He didn't get his way. He took his ball, and he went home. You never leave the studio of your own show, but he didn't get his way. And when he's pushed, that's the way Cap asks. That's the way he acts. He loves to yell. He loves to get his opinion until you push him back like a true bully. And that's all I'm here for. All I'm asking is when we're not getting along 
I'm here to challenge him back. And many callers have challenged him back. And he'll call them an idiot. And he'll call them names. Like he's called me names. You know when he goes on these 50,000 watt radio stations and he calls Kyle Schwarber a beer league softball player? He went on this radio station and he called him that. And I tweeted that. Do you know who he got mad at? I'm going to guess you. He got mad at me. He said it. He got mad at me for tweeting something that he said. Doesn't sound like you guys are going to work together next week. I don't understand how any of that makes sense. Maybe you guys had to sit down and talk about it on the air. I'm here for that. Two to six. So, look. I am always here to make fun of myself. I am always here to tell you when I'm wrong. I am always here to goof around and play the bit. But when you come out and you call people names consistently, including me, I'm not backing down. And then all of a sudden today, you crawl up in the fetal position like you're a baby and you can't take it. In the words of David Lawrence Kaplan, you're better than that. You're better than that. So let's talk. 7 to 10 or 2 to 6. I want one of the two-hour shifts this time. You got the, uh, what'd you get, a three-hour shift last time? I got 7 time? to 10 last time. I'll do 7 to 10 again. Like, don't play the victim. That's, uh, that's, that's all I'm saying here. You can call somebody names and then the next day play the victim. You can't play the victim. You got an opinion on this? I like you both. And I think that you both need to sit down and have a conversation off the air before you come on the air and talk. That's my opinion. You seem uncomfortable right now. I just like I said, I, I think you guys should have a conversation off the air with one another you instead know, of talking to each other through different showtimes. And, and I, look, you know me. I was outside the United Center begging for tickets from the Chicago Bulls. I said, I love this Bulls team so much. Please, oh, please, Bulls, give me tickets to get into the United Center. Did you really do that? No. No. Then that was a false statement. It's good times around here. You're, you're, this is the most uncomfortable I've seen you it's with It's not us. uncomfortable. What do you want me to say? Like, this is a beef you have with him. I don't have a beef with you. I don't have a beef with him. Neither one of you, like, it makes it comfortable. You guys should talk this out. You guys are friends. You've been co-workers for a long time. I mean, I don't know what you are. Why would I step in the middle of this? I don't want you to step in the middle of it. My opinion is, is if you've got a problem with each other, you guys should talk to to each other on the the air. air. Let's have it on the air. Let's talk. Well, maybe you wasn't the one playing the victim. You'll get the opportunity next week. I'm not the one calling callers names. I'm not the one calling coworkers names. I'm not doing either of that. We're goofing around here. Then the next thing I know. All of a sudden, I'm hearing stuff about all this, all these things this morning. 
Let's go. Listen. I don't walk out on my show. I'm not saying you did. Like, I'm not involved in this. So when you say to me, I'm uncomfortable, what do you want me to do? I'll put a Mills Lane referee shirt on. Let's go. Get it on. Like, I, I have no I have no dog in this fight right now. All right. Three, Neither one, one of Let's you end should it be. Then. Let's end it. Let, let, we'll move on then. It sounds like uh, everyone wants it to move on. Throw, so, I look, I, I want to have at it. Let's go. Let's do a podcast. Let's. Let's let's go on with this. You live 150 yards away from him. It doesn't him. matter Call how him. close we live. Call him. We work at the same building when we go on the radio. My belief is when you have the power of a microphone and you're going to go out and you're going to say stuff about people and you're bombastic and boisterous and you're powerful and you act like you act and then all of a sudden you play the victim after you act that way towards numerous people... Get out of here. That's foolish. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. Jesse Rogers coming up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll cool down from all of this. Coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Yes. If you want to react, a lot of people doing it on Twitch and uh, Twitter. And Waddle and I talked off the air. Good stuff. <laughs> Maybe not. Let's. Uh, I'm sure uh, Jesse was just listening as well. He always does. He joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. What'd you think, Jess? Oh my God, so entertaining! I got to hit refresh a few times. Hold on, refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> uh, it, You're it on the great. list there's, now too. There's nothing like our little radio. Right, I'm on the list. There's nothing like a little radio battle when it's not manufactured. This is organic, and that's why it's entertaining. So, uh, yes, I've been listening to the to both ends both ends of it in the morning, and then you. It's it's a nice back and forth. It's like a little bit of tennis we're we're listening to. Here's hopefully that we can get it all resolved as they talk to one another, not at one another, sometime next week on Tuesday. Right. These battles have to go like a roller coaster. You know what I mean? There's good moments and there's bad, and then you go back up, and there's you can't have a battle that just keeps going. Going. You guys made up last time. You'll make up again this time. So, uh, uh, tell everyone about your entertaining night last night. Oh, this was this was a beauty. This is an all timer for me. So I get up yesterday here in Phoenix, and I turn on the local news, and I literally put on three different stations. And each station had a story about how high the ticket prices are for the Suns and Thunder game last night, which I find out by listening was Kevin Durant's home debut. You know, I'm in the baseball bubble. I didn't know it was his first game. So I hear that, and I'm like, you know what? I have a long day at work. I'm going to make a call and try to get even just a single ticket to this thing. And I was able to do that. I was able to do that. Then I went to about three baseball press conferences, two games, Team USA last night. I wrote about Mark DeRosa. And then at, at uh, close to halftime, I, was, I sped over from the ballpark to uh, Footprint Arena, it's called. I get in there. I'm ready to watch the second half of Durant's debut. I buy myself a beer. I sit down, and I realize by everybody around me, 
he slipped in warm-ups and wasn't even dressed to play. And I had no idea the whole day. I was looking forward to the end of the day where I'd get to watch Durant in his home. Literally the toughest ticket in Phoenix all year. And I did not know he was hurt until I got there. You got a little Nick Friedel so in you, don't you, Jess? You got a little Nick so Friedel in you. Yeah, I was texting with Nick. He's the one that got me down the road to get me a ticket. He helped me out. And uh, so I was so happy I got one. I was going to go by myself, have a beer, end of a long day. Then I find out he slipped in warm-ups. Waddle, are you kidding me? Well, I mean, listen, it, it, I was disappointed as well, and I was sitting in my house. I wasn't in the arena. But, like, this is this is something I wanted to see. I want to see a healthy KD and playing now with for the, the Suns. And the rest of the season, yeah. not just this game. Yeah, now I find out he's out the rest. They had 100 points after three. Booker stepped up. But imagine those two together in the playoffs. So we'll see if he gets healthy. But I, I couldn't believe it. I, I absolutely could not believe it. That after a whole day, after trying to get that ticket, I, uh, that happened anyway. The, the, but think about the people. Think about the people that actually paid the high prices for that ticket. Yeah, what were they? What were they going for? Weren't they going for like uh, how much percentage over yeah. the, the ticket price? It's funny because when I was listening, it, it's it was high for Phoenix. It didn't sound high for Chicago. No offense to Phoenix. It was like I mean, it was still like a thousand bucks. But I, I imagine it, it, I just felt like oh, okay, that's high. But, and they're doing stories on it, but it's not like Super Bowl high or you know what I mean. Like it was just like a thousand bucks, whatever to get in the door. I'm not sure, but they were talking about the highest seats going for over a thousand, and it, it didn't seem that high. But they were doing stories on it, so I'm like, I don't think I can buy one. I'm just going to try to get one another way, and Friedel helped me out. Jesse Rogers brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota Dealer Association. Toyota, let's go places on the baseball front. Jesse, what is going on with both the Cubs and the White Sox? Yeah, you know, I spent some time over at White Sox camp early in the week, and I was actually very impressed. I feel better about the White Sox than I did before spring training began. And if you remember the first week of spring, people were asking me who's going to lead this club. I kept on saying Grafal, 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 and that's not a good thing to the manager be your best leader. You need him to be the leader, obviously, but, but your best leader should come within the room. And then they sign Elvis Andrews. And between the two of those guys, think about a year ago at this point, no Grafal, no Elvis Andrews, no leadership in that room because Larusa was out to lunch, let's face it, and they didn't have the leadership they needed through adversity to get past their, their problems. Now Grafal, very impressed with the things he said on Tuesday, the day after a day off, okay? He comes in all business, holds a team meeting, and he reminds these guys, this is, these, this is the dog days of spring. We need to tighten things up now because March 25th is too late. You know, the season starts the 30th. It's too late to do in the final days. Let's tighten things up right now. You had your day off. It's a little sloppy over the weekend. Let's work on the 10-to-1 games. The blowouts are fine. But what about the 2-to-1 games, the 3-to-2 games? And he really pinpointed some things. It was all business. And then about two hours later after the game, Elvis Andrews, sort of address the same things, but in a different manner. And think about this guy, uh, over, what is it, 12, 13 years in the league, now moving from short to second base without the help of the shift. He's got to learn a new position. Um, Looked great. So he looked great that day, made a great uh, double play throw to first. You know, that running, crossing the bag throw to first has looked good all spring. And he's he's talking about being a leader and, and telling players, look, it's your career. You can do what you want. But when we get ready for a game, we got to be pulling in the same direction. And I just love the things Elvis Andrews had to say. So I just feel better about the Sox than I did before just from that perspective. 
Now, the one thing is they did all this talking while Mankata and, and Robert were gone with uh, Cuba. Uh, Eloy's with Dominican Republic, Lance Lynn and Greg Graven, you know, you know, a bunch of the key players were gone after he has this kind of a meeting while he's having this meeting. So hopefully when they come back, they get the message. But I really liked what I heard. And by the way, they might be back soon. Cuba's 0-2 so far. <laughs> Mankata just last game was 0-5 and left seven guys on base. Mm. He's 0-8 in the series. And Robert is like two for nine. They didn't. They, it's still not looking good at the plate, but they should be back soon because Cuba's lost two already. Jess, I understand it's spring training, but I believe Dylan Cease went two thirds of an inning and gave up eleven earned runs with four walks. Anything to draw from that? If this was a year ago, two years ago, but um, you could call him a young veteran now. He knows what he needs to do to get in shape. Now, as long as he's not hurt, you know, Carlos Rodon had a bad outing, right. and now he's on the IL a few days later. So as long as he's not hurt. Doesn't sound like he is. So look, he has the resume now. He doesn't have to worry. You know, he doesn't have a confidence problem after one spring start. He even said, if it happens three or four or five times in a row here, you. And I've always said this. Yes, it's fine to have your numbers. You know, be a little wonky and not look so great. But for pitchers, you just need at least one outing. You need one outing where you can say, okay, I'm ready. He hasn't had it yet, and it's fine. If, if, as long as he has it sometime this month. I'm not worried, but like he said, if it's three or four in a row like that, then you start to get concerned. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about what I'm seeing uh, out of Cubs camp. Uh, Meller makes fun of me for saying that. I'm not saying that they're going to win 90 games or anything like that, but I I do believe they're going to put a good product on the on the on the field this year. I I do think they're going to win 80 games, maybe more, and. Um, and I, I, I can't wait to see some of the way the young guys continue to, to come to Chicago throughout the season. Am I wrong about that? I, 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 you're half right. I agree with that second part. I, I, I think the idea of PCA or Mervis making it here in the second half and showing something, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I, you know, 80, but you know, 80 wins might be the ceiling at this point. I don't know. I mean, Vegas made it 78. I don't think they can get to 90, as you just mentioned. So maybe we're not. We're not on the on different pages here. The fact that Suzuki went down and they're now they're they're thinned out a little bit there doesn't help. I mean, Wisdom was playing right field. Their defense is going to help them out, even though that's that's a, that hurts in right field losing him for at least a little bit. Um, their pitching, I think, is okay. Uh, the Cardinals' pitching is nothing great. Adam Wainwright's at the at the uh, playing for Team USA, and you know he's kind of their number one. And he's forty years old, so I, I do think if you squint, you can see the Cubs and Cardinals close. You know, closer than last year, a little bit closer than last year. But I think it's going to take a monumental change of something uh, for the Cubs to overtake them this season. But uh, it sounds like you're okay if they don't, as long as they make progress. I agree with you. I think 80 to 81 wins is about right. It's not going to make the playoffs. There's a lot of good teams out there. You are counting on comeback seasons from some of those guys. And, you know, Bellinger's looked okay. Mancini's looked really good. Um, There's been some up and downs on the mound. Jamison Talion didn't look great today. I, I think you're, they're, the, they're your classic 81-win team. I thought that before the before spring training, and I don't think they're. I'm going to adjust that, especially with uh, Suzuki out right now. Sounds like they are all on a, in a good place, though. As you helped us with the conversation with Kyle Hendricks, I think the impression we all had was is that that a Kyle feels good about things because he's healthier than he has been. But there's a different vibe in camp this year where there is an expectation that things will be you know professional and things. We'll have a little enthusiasm attached to him. 
Yeah, I think I think you 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 sort of heard it in Hendrick's voice that it is professional because it's it's World Series winners or guys that have played in October or ha- even if they're Hosmer's at the end of his career, he's had a long good career. He's a veteran that knows how to get ready. So I think that's what Hendricks was referencing. It's not just a bunch of young guys running around. There's a there's a professional. This is what we want to do to win. Now we don't know if they can do it. You know, in terms of the wins, uh, you know, getting enough wins, but. Just the, the how to get there, the process now, there's, there's, there's professionals, there's adults in the room again. Again, maybe at the end of their careers or maybe they don't have a lot left, but at least they, the process of doing it, they know how to get there. And I, I re-listened to that interview with Hendricks, and, and you, you nailed it, Tommy. You could tell in his voice how different he is this year compared to last in terms of the injury and getting past it. He's, he's the old Hendricks again, it, it, it just in being around him. In the, in the first and even the second half of last year, even when he knew the injury, it just he just wasn't the same guy. He wasn't that sort of bubbly guy that we all know. And now this time around, you know, with with the certainty of being past the injury, even if he's behind and he and he's not going to pitch until mid-May, at least he knows. And that's the one thing, Tommy. You know this with athletes: the unknown really is worrisome. Even if you know they tear an ACL, they have Tommy John. It's a year. Pro- at least they know. They know what they need to do to get back, and then they go do it. They kill it in the rehab, and that's what he's been doing. It was the unknown last year, which I think really impacted him because he really wasn't the same guy being around him in in the first half as he was going through that injury, but he's back for sure right now. What about uh, the, the, the pitch clock? Are we at a point in this week where we're starting to see less uh, violations by both the hitters and the pitchers? Yeah, a little. It's gone down a little bit. The Reds had one today um, in the first or second inning. There was a, a violation, and Hap ended up walking because of the the extra ball. Yeah, it, it's coming down. Um, it, it did come down the second week compared to the first. We're, we're not quite there. The thing I think the Cubs, you know, they didn't send a lot of guys to the WBC. Uh, Suzuki's injury hurts, but I think if they can get off to a good start, having a tight unit, while let's say the Cardinals, who have Aaron Hado, look, there's there's you know there's a reason they're all playing for Team USA. Arenado, Goldschmidt, Wainwright. But I, I do feel like the Cubs might be able to get a jump on the competition um, going through all the rules. The, the, the WBC, you go, you, they play with the old rules. So there's a shift, there's no clock, all that stuff. And so those players have to go back and forth adjusting. I do think the Cubs are going to be ready for the regular season a little bit more than maybe even the Cardinals in a sense. And if you get off to a good start, you, you stop that trade chatter. Because if they're not very good midseason season. Silva, you know what's going to happen. Bellinger gets traded. Mancini gets traded. Hosmer gets traded. And you start that whole thing up again. So I, I think the Cubs are getting used to it probably as much as anybody because everybody's pretty much in camp other than Suzuki being down. Anything else, Jess? Well, um, Tim Anderson let off, or not let off, he let off an inning today with a double for Team USA. I went over and watched that. I think this is going to be good for Tim Anderson. Uh, he's made all-star teams before, but this is a little different. This is playing for something. And he's being around some of the best and hardest workers in the game. And I just think, you know, we need to be reminded that he's one of the better players in the game, right? I think he, he took a hit last year, just in the last couple years. And I, I, I just, being around, I've interviewed him today. I just feel like this is going to be a really good thing for Tim Anderson. So I wanted to pass that along. Maybe we'll see the best out of Anderson between Elvis Andrews bringing it out of him, Grafal, and then being around Mike Trout and all these guys. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr., is the hitting coach for Team USA, Team USA. and, and uh, Timmy was talking about just learning from him as well. So let's see if we can we can get a full great season out of Tim Anderson because that would really go a long way for the White What Sox. does Griff tell the guys? Like 
Swing it, it, like it, this, swing like me. Yeah, it, like, I mean, look, it'd it be, it, it's, I guess it's impossible for anyone to kind of live up to, to his expectation. What is his message to all of these guys? No, in the same way, what, you know, what does Mike Trout have to learn from right. anyone? But, but, but actually, Tommy, that was, was a good point. DeRosa talked about that, and so did Trout today. It's the tiniest tweaks is what Ken Griffey can give you and what these players need at times. It's not anything big. It's the smallest thing that a guy like Griffey can notice or Mike Trout can notice for Tim Anderson. I mean, that's what the best can do for the best is just notice the smallest thing and make a difference. And actually Trout was like, was showing some of the young players, you know, Bobby Witt Jr. is on the, on the, he's the youngest player and he's showing him uh, some things. Then Griffey is showing Trout some things. So that's what it's about. It's just the littlest of tweaks that a guy like Griffey can, can notice. It's, it's pretty cool to be around Team yeah. USA. I got to admit. All right, Jesse, great stuff. We Thanks, appreciate Jesse. you Thanks, and everything you do. Okay. Thank you. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. There you go. There's love Jesse Rogers on the Car X Tire and Auto today. Hotline. You use a little love. You get plenty of love. You 10, 12 minutes of awkwardness. That's it. We're back up Listen, and running. That, you know what that is? That's just a normal day when I go home. <laughs> no, that's not. You get plenty of love at home, too. Some awful... No, never mind. Some awful what? No. Say it? No, I was going to say some awful difficult conversations when you've got four kids at times. You're good. You're planning a wedding. It's all good. Let's find the great. Let's think positive. Let's hump. <laughs> We're going to find the great. There was no humping going on from 4 to 420. It wasn't that long. It was like, tw- by the time we got finished with all the clips, it was like, Ten minutes of awkwardness. Back to humping? We're, we're, back. Back, to hump. we're return, back up and running. We're back up and Listen, running. We're, we're lovers, not fighters from two to six. Depends. Uh, well, fi- loving is a lot more fun than fighting. I know that. I know that. I'm a positive thinker these days. Yes. I know you are. Let's find the great next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's time to find the great on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great, presented by Great Clips. We'll talk to Wilbon coming up at 5 o'clock. Let's we'll talk to Wilbon about... Missed him yesterday. Is he in town for the Big Ten tournament? I don't believe so. I saw him on my television and his uh, blue screen uh, or his green screen was the desert. So I assume... I don't think he can travel yet with his foot surgery. Oh, he's scooting around, isn't he? He's I on that scooter. So. Or maybe he's like for the NBA shows. Has he been in New York, or has he been? He's. I think it looks he's, like he's in yeah, Arizona. I think he's in, the, in Arizona. But he's got a golf he, shirt underneath his sport coat. I, I saw he had a Instagram where he was. Uh, he did the side by side. Like I think LeBron's on the scooter too. You know those oh, scooters oh, where? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had the side KD by side. Maybe on one soon too. Yeah. They, they, by the way, if someone was saying, I saw someone on Twitter say it wasn't a slip. It, he actually he turned his ankle. He it rolled like. it bad. Yes. It didn't look like a slip. It looked like just a, a turned ankle. You know me. I've always defended Katie. I want him to catch a break. I do, too. I want to see him play with the Suns. I don't have this angst against him or anyone that has, you know, joined another team to win a title. I'm just here for the entertainment. 
Shut up. It's time for Find the Great. It's brought to you by our great friends at Great Clips. Do you have it, uh, Tyler? Oh, we came out with it there. Oh, did we? Oh, play we, it again. Do it yeah. again. Come on, man. My bad. He's, you know what? Don't make him. It's don't time make this to find mad. the great on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great, presented by Great Clips. I deserve it. No, you don't, man. You gotta be. You gotta be true to you. Uh, what? What? What is your great? You're gonna laugh at this, okay? You laugh away. But my great. I finally watched a Bulls game last night. Are you gonna night. go, Zach? Yeah, no. Zach? I'm saying the oh. whole team. Uh, I'm Patrick gonna go Zach. Patrick Williams played well. Zach played well. I thought it was a team that played with energy. They played defense. Again, we can sit and talk about whether or not the Denver Nuggets just had themselves an off night. They may have not been really interested. Whatever the case may be, we give the Bulls hell when they deserve to be given hell. Last night, that was a really good effort by our favorite basketball team. More of that, please. More of that. Well, not now. Well, not now I because know. there's it's six too games under five hundred. Yeah, yeah, there's six games under five hundred. There's still the eleven seed. I don't believe that this is the start of a quest for for brilliance but last night they played a good basketball game from beginning to end and they deserve credit we kicked them in the butt yesterday yes last night they deserve credit for what they did uh, when when patrick williams is lowering the shoulder and he's being aggressive he's it, actively rebounding yes he's he, he's just he's into the game assertive and, he's and, assertive and aggressive and, and look He's not going to shoot eight of nine every night, no. but when he's being assertive, like you just mentioned, and he's he's willing to be physical, um, that's what you want to see each and every night. It's not going to be eighteen points every night. It's not going to be eight of nine every night. But I just wish he could build on on that. Now, probably the next game, he's going to come out and he's probably going to shoot one from one of four, and he's going to have three rebounds. And it's not going to click. And that's the maddening part of him. But yesterday he was great. And again, um, there is the silver lining that Zach is piling up the points lately. That if Zach played like this most of the year, Zach was 12 of 18. Super efficient. 3 of 5 from 3 point line. I thought he played defense as well. Was interested. His family was was there. He was happy to be, you know, playing in front of his family. And you could see he played with some energy last night. 29 points. So... Like, I think at the end of the year with him starting to score more and more and more that the Bulls will have an interesting scenario. Like, they will say, oh, is Zach finally the Mac Zach that we like? Or are we going to now have a, a, a good offer that we can get for Zach here when we have all the teams looking for a player? Doesn't hurt. You know what, what I you mean? saw from him last night doesn't hurt the cause either way you decide to because go. Because it sure seemed like there was plenty of smoke about a Zach Levine deal at the All-Star break. So I think with him playing well, one of the silver linings is I do believe there will be plenty of teams who will be ringing your phone about a Zach Levine deal. And it doesn't hurt that he's now scoring 30 points virtually every night. Well, I mean, yeah, there are moments when Zach plays like the Max player that we all thought he was going to be on a more consistent basis. Last night was one of those nights. Yep. Uh, uh, Charlie, Tyler, do you guys have a great? Anything that you guys want to point out? Yeah. Charlie's under his desk right now. No, how about the... (laughs) Why? Why is Charlie under his desk? He's scared. He's young. No, how about the Paul beating Seton Hall last night? 
That was nice. It was a, it was a great finish. Because you, you and dramatic. I, yeah, like you and I, you, me, and uh, Hoodie were talking about it on Tuesday, Sylvie, about like this has just been kind of a bummer of a basketball program for a while now, and a dramatic win in the Big East tournament. Who would have thought? And I'll, one, Charlie. I'll stick in the Big East as well. Georgetown has just fired Patrick Ewing. Go out and find your next great coach, Rick Pitino. That's got to be the next guy at Georgetown. Really? Mm-hmm. Pitino at Georgetown. And, like, everyone knew that Ewing was getting fired. By the way, can you clear some stuff up with the Jim Beheim thing? I heard some conversation about it. Did he get fired or did he, re- did, did he retire and resign? See, that's the part. Nobody really knows well right you now. know you I, know I don't people know. there not really what is your no. speculation what is my speculation you're a he, big donor he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't fired he, he was just asked to leave <laughs> yeah he wasn't fired he was just asked to leave could you please well, that's retire being fired. uh he was just asked to Wait, leave does it matter though waddle you've never been kicked out of a bar you've just been asked to leave that's exactly what happened i've been both has happened to me well that's the, that's exactly what happened by the way there's a good reference to that Speaking of the segues and me being the professional broadcaster at times, there's a very special reference to something of that nature in this week's Unhinged with a Good Kid. Yes, yes. Very good. Yeah. Unhinged was recorded today. Being asked to leave. He, yes. So, and it it was a roller coaster ride. There were some, there were some serious moments. Usually is every day. Well, no, the last couple have been like dirty from start to finish. Okay. There were some like moments where it got serious and then it got super dirty and then uh, it, there's some interesting storytelling in this week's episode. Download it on the ESPN Chicago app. All right, Michael Wilbon is going to join us next. We've got 25th anniversary trivia coming up uh, at 530. And if you want to talk to us, 312-332-3776.